WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Fantastic state. This is a great, great state. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now. Three. three. We win it every time. We win the primary. We win the generals. We've won it. And it's a very, very special place to me. It's very important. If you remember in 2016, we came here and we needed that win. And we won by 21 points. And it was great. And uh, today, I have to tell you, it was very interesting because I said, wow, what a great victory. But then somebody ran up to the stage all dressed up nicely when it was at seven. But now I just walked up and it's at 14. But, But she ran up when it was seven. And, you know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. And, you know. And away we go. Live on this Wednesday, January 24th. It is indeed Kale and Company here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number. On social media at 1210WPHT, I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. That is how it played out, and that is how it sounded from the words and the mouth of Donald J. Trump. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Gregory. Another day, another primary <laughs> two down, two in the books. <laughs> Technically, it was the first primary. First know, in the nation. Is the caucus. The caucus, yeah. Caucuses, primaries, Trump, 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 as we go on. Going to be a great show today. Tony Bruno will join us live from Florida at 8.30 this morning. Also, the big take on New Hampshire, what happened last night, and the bleak future of Nikki Haley. Also, a couple of very interesting stories in the world of finance. We don't do a lot of finance on this finance? show. Finance, oh, yeah. No, no well, cash. That sounds exciting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, very, it really is. No cash finance. society. Double taxation for remote workers. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting story. Pay up all you people that work from home. I like it. Ah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Also, what graphic material and content is permitted and which should be banned Joy Reid went on some bizarre rant almost advocating for pornography for children in schools. We're going to get to that as we continue this morning. Also, media consumption, very interesting on multiple fronts. And Bill Maher has had enough of the young generation's ignorance towards their country of America. And he's not going to take it anymore. We'll get to that as we continue. Kutchi, Tony Bruno, the whole bit. It's going to be a very, very big Wednesday morning. Highlighted by the results, the reaction, and the takeaways from what transpired in the Granite State. But before we get to all of that, let's get to the news. Round number one at 6.05, the Great Dawn Stenzel. 
And good morning. This Wednesday morning, we are at 37 degrees. I'll tell you when the spring-like warm-up is going to happen this Wednesday morning, January 24th. So we have in court yesterday uh, an emotional family of Sergeant Christopher Fitzgerald pushing for the death penalty and then speaking out after the court. This after a Bucks County, Pennsylvania teenager, uh, we learned, is finally headed to trial on the shooting death of that Temple University police officer nearly a year ago. It was 11, 11 months ago, right near the campus in North Philadelphia. That 19-year-old suspect from Buckingham Township waived his right to a preliminary hearing yesterday mid-morning on charges including murder and murder of a law enforcement officer in the killing of 31-year-old Sergeant Christopher Fitzgerald nearly a year ago. So Fitzgerald's family, his widow, his parents, and many uh, many officers, fellow officers, and many of those in law enforcement in court yesterday mid-morning, but the family of Sergeant Fitzgerald holding hands just out uh, CJC. This was happening around uh, mid-morning yesterday, and so his widow, Marissa, wearing his temple jackets, and she was speaking out and just saying that she felt that he was disgusting, that he had no empathy. She feels he's evil. The family is calling for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And as well, Sergeant Fitzgerald's father especially saying, you know, my son was gunned down. It was essentially an execution of a law enforcement officer on the streets of Philadelphia. And we're nearly a year later. Yeah. And where's the justice? Right. And I'm I'm with her. And I had, I think as all of us did, the pleasure, the privilege, and the honor to meet her, uh, his widow, uh, at that event that we went to, what, six weeks ago now yeah. in December? And what a what a trooper, what a speech she gave. Um, she's got every right to feel that way. Yeah, and, and you know, she may be, we, we met her there. She was emotional but mm-hmm. strong. Yep. It's not easy to speak out, whether it's yesterday outside court or as we were here in Philadelphia for a fundraiser. And she joins, um, what we say, an unfortunate club of the Marine Faulkners of the, of the world, uh, you know, the Judy Cassidy's of the world, you know, and, and we, we see these women and families grieving like this. The least they can get is some justice and to wait nearly a year. And that's why this family and the community, quite frankly, is outraged. She gave such a great speech that night. And I remember she, she wrapped it up by saying, Christopher's looking down, having a yingling. Oh, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, no comment from the Philadelphia DA's office as the as the family is calling for the death penalty and speaking out about this situation. Just they want to keep this in the public's eye and and in your minds, in your hearts, because they want the community to remember that this teen is accused of pulling a handgun, firing six times, even standing over Sergeant Fitzgerald's body. Yeah, it was an execution. Yes. Yes. Well, he was lifeless, mm-hmm. defenseless. I mean, it's just horrible. And then rem- and we'll just remind you quickly that the family as well is in civil court. They're suing the family of Pfeffer, the mom, the parents, especially because there are a lot of questions. How did this teenager and his younger brother, how did they so quickly get transported out of Philadelphia back to Bucks County? So there's a civil proceeding going on as well. Uh, Police in Upper Darby Township will take you to Delaware County, arresting a woman accused of torturing animals and then posting the videos on YouTube. So investigators have recovered, they say, four such videos. 
This is Upper Darby Police speaking out. They say that this 28-year-old Anigar Monse of Upper Darby admitted to, <laughs> uh, admitted to torturing these these living you know these animals. They're alive one minute. There was a chicken. There was a pigeon. I mean, this is you know these are some pretty sick videos. But you're not allowed to to do this. So four felony counts of aggravated cruelty to animal. There was a rabbit, several frogs. So I believe that the that somebody had seen this. Then they sent the videos to PETA, and you know PETA was all over the situation. And this time, justifiably so. Yeah. So, uh, so we have that going on. Jeez, I thought you were going to say cats or dogs, but <clears throat> geez, chickens, pigeons, frogs, any salamanders in there? Snakes? Oh, any other random animals? No this, this this sick, demented <laughs> fool wants to torture. Not that we know of. I have no idea. Jeez. Um, but it, w- it was. A- apparently 10 minutes torturing each animal about 10 minutes how do you arrive at the point in your life where you that i'm going to do this and then i'm going to broadcast it well you know we always say this is how serial killers start Uh, you're probably right because we've watched too many of those docu-series absolutely whatever 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 she did to the animals should be done to her thank you you know i'm not against that yeah yeah i agree uh, so we, I know that we're going to talk about the, obviously New Hampshire primary, Donald J. Trump, historic win. And so his, so Nikki Haley's speech, we'll get to all of that. Obviously, uh, Nick Hale started out with it. I have to mention, I mean, somebody we love, somebody who pretty much grew up here, if you will. First, uh, baseman Reese Hoskins, uh, former Philly slugger, Milwaukee Brewers finalizing that two year, $34 million contract with an opt out after the first season. And this, according to pretty much everybody's reporting this this okay. morning, but, um, you know, filling a significant hole in the reigning NL Central Championships lineup with a veteran power bat. But we love Reese Hoskins. You know, he tore that ACL in his left knee during spring training. And, and we knew, you know, mm-hmm. right. We, we knew the writing was on the wall. Even yep. remember when he took the pictures with his family on the field and I felt, you know, I, I felt for him. Yeah. We feel like. We feel like we watched them grow up here. It's kind of a common <laughs> common theme and trend now with, with Philadelphia Phillies first baseman. Their career basically ends with a torn ACL. It's what happened to Ryan Howard, and his, his tenure was basically over after that. Same thing with Hoskins. We'll see what he does elsewhere now, but my guess is that it'll, it'll probably be a little bit of a tough bounce back because that's a that's a difficult injury to get over. So, well, I'm, you know, I'm paying tribute to him, though. I, I loved him. I'm going to hit him he up for a loan. <laughs> Thirty-four million, and about nineteen million after taxes. You're cracking me up. Um, what else do we have to now? I'm thrown because I'm thinking about Reese and our fills, and I can't wait. I, they're releasing the schedules, and it's so much fun. But let's talk about the forecast, which I think you're going to love, because we are warming up to 45 degrees for your today. Tomorrow, mid 50s. It'll be quite foggy. When we're coming into work tomorrow morning and kind of this weird fog over the East Coast tomorrow. So because of this, this warm front is moving through. However, we will see some heavy rain moving in and that we will greet us Friday morning. However, by about the time, you know, Nick Hale is on his way home Friday mid morning, the sun comes out. We're in this, we're, we're actually nearly 60 degrees. And a beautiful sunny day, and that's going to tee us up for a gorgeous Saturday as well. No, a nice yeah. weekend. Yes, in Philadelphia. Yes, what's well, a first? I'm telling you, well, for Saturday. Okay.
Enough. I, I already talked to Bill down the hall for you if you want to do a little golf. Yeah, we'll, we'll finalize those you know, we're, specifics. We're always taking care of uh, Nick Hale. But yeah, <laughs> six, 65 degrees and sunny is, in other words, Friday will be icky when we come in. But I'm saying Friday afternoon. It clears out. It'll be nice. 65. feel like spring. This is wacky weather. Saturday, we will cool off. We'll be mid-50s, but sunshine. So Saturday, absolutely gorgeous. Sunday, the precipitation continues or returns, I should say, but 43 degrees. So this is Kale and Company News Live, and I thought you'd love the forecast. All right. Thank you very much, Dawn. 613, as we get ready for a midweek big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, big take brought to you by Budget Blinds. You can make it two for two. Donald Trump has won the New Hampshire primary and has now opened up the 2024 election season with wins in the Iowa caucus as well as the primary in the Granite State. The first in the nation primary going to the 45th president of the states as he opened up a big lead and really never relinquished it. After offering up a total of 22 delegates, Trump was able to scoop up half of those delegates in total. Donald Trump would win 11 of the 22. Nikki Haley won 8. Donald Trump accumulated 55% of the vote to Nikki Haley's 43%, giving Trump a double-digit victory, a margin of 12 points, as Trump had 34,000 more votes in total than Nikki Haley did. Now, the deck was stacked against Trump in a ridiculous system, and the race was called before 20% of the votes were in. And Nikki made New Hampshire her Super Bowl. She spent a year campaigning there, teaming up with Chris Sununu, the governor who endorsed her $50 million, yet she still lost convincingly. Nikki says, quote, next up is my sweet state of South Carolina. I would say, Nikki, your sweet state is Trump turf. It's Trump territory. We know that. Nancy Mace, Lindsey Graham, Tim Scott, Henry McMaster have all endorsed Trump. But Nikki says she will keep fighting. Nikki is basically my mother-in-law at the casino with comps. She's just pulling the slot machine and having her moment on a free roll. There's no path here. Nikki thinks if she can get to Super Tuesday on March 5th that she can win. 11 of the 16 states on Super Tuesday do allow independents to vote. But that said, Trump is up roughly 30% on average in all of those upcoming states. And Nikki outspent Trump 2-1. to one. She spent 10 times more time in New Hampshire than Trump did, still lost by 12%. Pretty remarkable. You can't go all in and lose by double digits and live to fight another day. Nikki is now finished in last place in Iowa of the big three, and last again in New Hampshire. Trump is 2-0, Haley is 0-2. And how about this stat from CNN last night that really illustrates how Nikki Haley had about as good of a chance to pull off the upset as ever? Nikki Haley's party registration of voters for the New Hampshire primary were as follows. 70% were undeclared. Only 27% were registered Republicans. And 3% were unregistered before Tuesday. Kind of sums it up perfectly, if you're being honest. And it's time for South Carolina's Nikki Haley to come to the realization, accept it, and admit it. There's no market for Nikki. There's no path for Nikki moving forward. Chris Christie realized it. Vivek Ramaswamy realized it. Ron DeSantis realized it. And as long as Trump's eligible, it's a party of one. 
after the Iowa caucuses, I came on and I said in the big take how Ron DeSantis needed to close up shop, suspend his campaign, and endorse Donald Trump. Five days later on a Sunday afternoon, he did just that. Nikki Haley should do the same after last night's primary. And even though Ron DeSantis is a champion of conservative policies and effective governing, I said there was no shame in losing to Donald Trump. He is a generational juggernaut. He changed the game of politics, how it's done, and how it's covered. And the same applies to Nikki Haley. There's no shame in losing to a dynasty. But campaigns are marked with highs and lows. And while Nikki Haley should take pride in the fact that she outlasted Ron DeSantis, who many thought, myself included, that he was the future face of the GOP, it became obvious what Nikki Haley is. The more we heard from her, the more we saw her, and the more we witnessed a handful of moments that showed she's not quite ready. But no matter the context, it's never a good start to your Republican political career when you look up to Hillary Clinton. Listen and watch clip number one. Not Ronald Reagan, not Margaret Thatcher. She said Hillary Clinton was her was her inspiration for running for office. We don't need another Hillary Clinton uh, in this country. I can tell you that. Your response to that, Ambassador? I never said she was an inspiration. Clinton's nomination was obviously historic in that she was the first woman nominated for president by one of the major parties. I didn't know her although I had met her several years before at a women's professional event in Greenville, South Carolina. At that event, she had inspired me to run for office and make my voice heard. And in some ways, she remained inspiring. She obviously is finding inspiration and found it from another female. I got it. But when that female is really hell-bent on ending the career of Donald Trump, I'm thinking that 2019 clip is best left untouched but that was just the beginning even though she did much better than vivek ramaswamy in the primaries and lasted longer her first oh crap moment came on the debate stage when vivek called her out for ukraine remember this listen and watch i want to say one thing about the tie to ukraine if i may so foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom i want everybody at home to know that i was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in ukraine Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the U.N. and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a puppet masters right there, the donors, the donors right there that are playing about the puppet masters. You can't be pro-war and not be informed about the wars you want to be endlessly involved in the wars you want to finance, and the American lives that you want to risk. As we moved along, though, during this race to win the GOP nomination, she would absolutely stumble on a very simple question. This question was about the Civil War and slavery. Listen and watch this. 
freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? In the year 2023, it's astonishing to me that you answer that question without mentioning the word slavery. That right there was the death blow on social media. There's no recovering from that. Fair or unfair, it was a viral moment that the Internet does not let you forget. And then on Monday, just prior to the New Hampshire primary getting underway, Nikki said the following that we played for you on Tuesday's Cut Sheet Part Due that still, almost 24 hours later, has me scratching my head. Listen and watch this. Governor, you're Party wearing a homemade uniting behind oh. President Trump. You say you're showing a message of unity. How do you... They haven't even voted here things? yet. They haven't even voted no, here. No, but I think, I think it's not the party <laughs> uniting around President Trump. It's the political elite that are uniting around That's President true. Trump. And the political elite have never been with me my entire career because I've always fought the political elite. <clears throat> it's why I want them to have term limits. It's why I want them to have mental competency tests. It's why I think that they're... I call them out on wasteful spending, whether they're a Republican or Democrat. It's why I've said if you can't give Americans a budget on time, you shouldn't get paid. I fight the political class. Donald Trump has the political class surrounding him. That's not what Americans want. The political class has gotten us into this mess. We need a normal, real person to get us out of this mess. Donald Trump, the political elitist. Nikki, the political elitists despise Trump. They want him out. They want him gone. Nikki portraying herself as the outsider with all of her elitist donors, both D and R? Yikes. A majority of Republican voters in America are done with the old guard. The Bushes, the McCains, the Romneys. Nikki represents the old guard just repackaged. And Republicans have spoke loudly. We are never going back to that again. And that new guard wants no wars. Donald Trump didn't start wars. He ended them. Here's 45 going after Nikki the neocon yesterday in New Hampshire in his closing remarks. Listen and watch this. When you see what happens, we're going to win this election. We're going to have a great border. We're going to have more energy than you've ever had. And we're never going back. So if you want a losing candidate who puts America last, vote for Nikki Haley. But if you want a president who puts America first and did it successfully for four years, you know, I'm the only. Did you ever read the stat that I'm the first president that didn't go into and start a war? I finished some wars like with ISIS. And remember when I was running against uh, and I don't use that nickname anymore because I gave it to Biden. Hillary. Beautiful, beautiful Hillary. Remember when? And she got up and she said, with his personality, we'll be starting wars. No, no. I finished wars. I took our people out. Surprising. Seems like years ago that Nikki Haley took that early 6-0 lead in Dixville Notch, New Hampshire, doesn't it? But the truth is, Nikki can't notch a victory anytime soon. There's no market for her policy. There's no path for her victory. South Carolina is Trump country, despite it being her home state. And here's what looms ahead. Nevada is holding a party primary and caucus two days apart, February 6th and the 8th. South Carolina is set for February 24th. Michigan, three days later. March 2nd will feature Missouri and Idaho. North Dakota, two days after that. And then on Super Tuesday, March 5th, over a dozen states will hold theirs. She may have the money. She may have the donors and backing. She may even be the most propped up by the mainstream media. But she doesn't have the backing of 74 million strong. She knows what she needs to do. She just has to do it. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company.
All right, big take this morning. If you want to jump in, thoughts and reactions from last night, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210WPHT or, of course, on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe button and be a part of the Kalen Company comment community. Big take brought to you by Budget Blinds. BudgetBlinds.com is your one-stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery, and motorization. Free in-home consultations and the only no-questions-asked warranty in the business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection today online at BudgetBlinds.com. We react next to New Hampshire on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, real Philly sports fans just love the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's the only online casino and sportsbook app I've ever recommended. You know that 24-7 live casino action. Just download it. The Bet Parks app. Download it now and get all your favorite casino games right at your fingertips. Plus, you can bet on the pro football playoffs, all your favorite sports, Philly hoops, Philly hockey, college basketball. There's so much more. Odds, bets, slots, and games right in your pocket. The casino comes to you wherever you are. Play the hottest online slots or play blackjack, roulette, baccarat, Texas Hold'em with a live dealer right on your phone. Get winning on the Bet Parks app. It's so simple. New users, join me right now. Just download the app. Get up to $1,000 in casino bonus bucks back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. Details on the Bet Parks app or betparks.com, P-A-R-X. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. This court case, that controversy, this tweet, that senior moment. You can't fix Joe Biden's chaos with Republican chaos. The other day, Donald Trump accused me of not providing security at the Capitol on January 6th. Now, I've long called for mental competency tests for politicians over the age of 75. Trump claims he'd do better than me in one of those tests. Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. But if he thinks that, then he should have no problem standing on a debate stage with me. Ah, that was Nikki Haley as we welcome you back in. Kale and Company, Nick Dawn and Greg on this Wednesday morning. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This tweet, that chaos, this slip up, yet it doesn't seem to affect the juggernaut known as Donald Trump, much to the chagrin of Nikki Haley. 855-839-1210. Donald Trump winning last night by 12 percentage points, although I was slightly off. I set the over-under yesterday around 15.5 points in which I thought the uh, right number would be, and we could have, have some fun back and forth. Does Trump win by more than 15.5 or not? He ended up winning by 12 points last night, scooping up 11 of the 22 delegates and winning by more than 34,000 votes. Uh, Don, I'm sure you were very much glued to the television. I was watching, uh, I actually bounced around between five and CNN. I did, not go, I did not go to MSNBC. I don't know why. I just was hitting the previous button between those two with the trackers up and all the stats and things like that. 
there was a moment where I'm like, all right, Nikki's making a making this a little bit, you know, compelling. It's about seven points, you know, it's single digits, and then it popped back up to ten or eleven. I went to bed, woke up, it was twelve, and Trump wins pretty co- pretty comfortably, convincingly, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, I and you know, I think we live and breathe this stuff. I thought there were moments I actually liked. When what's her name, Kate on CNN? I usually I I don't try to watch them as much because sometimes they make me nauseous. Kate Boldan. But yeah, she was out live in New Hampshire, and um, she was spunky. She had was had energy. She was away from the I don't know from the cloning groups or whatever you want to say back in the studio, and so losing that cadence that they all get when they I don't know what they do. They plug them into yeah. like the Stepford machine or something. And we are all here at CNN. Well, it's a natural side effect of getting yeah. away from Dana Bash. You automatically <laughs> regain energy when Who you leave her side. Who used to be funky, and I've met her at you know different political events here. I don't know what they do to them, but she was she interviewed uh, she was interviewing independent voters, and so interviewed this man outside named Paul, and he voted for Trump last two times, but was really torn because. He said that he felt so you see the independent minded ways of New Hampshire individuals that they take this very seriously. They know they're the first primary. But I thought he was interesting in the sense that he said he liked that Trump was going more toward, you know, less about him or less about uh, revenge or anything like that. He felt that there were there was a time when he thought, oh, oh, this is about revenge. And he said, I'm really convinced that he's not after seeing him speaking here in New Hampshire, et cetera. But he liked Nikki Haley. He felt he he wanted somebody that was more in the middle. And I perceive from a lot of these voters, they're just weary, as I think a lot of a lot of us are just we we just want somebody just go fix it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that was that was my takeaway of the voters that they're. They're just kind of looking for somebody to say, hey, I'm going to fix this. We're good. And we're going to get rid of the drama. And so it, it behooves Nikki Haley that she says those things about the the drama. I think she's trying to tap into that. But at this point, it's just how much longer will she stick with it? All the things we talked about in the past, will, will her donors stick with her? Will she stay through South Carolina? Or will she be like your, I loved your analogy of your mother-in-law. Yeah, she's, pull, she's pulling the levers. Yeah, she's got the comps. She has, she has the funding, though. She yeah. has the funding. She has much all the... like the mother-in-law at the slot machine. That's right. When you run with it, when, when so... you have somebody bankrolling your operation, <laughs> like if somebody wanted to pay me a bunch of money to go play poker and bet on sports, I'd be in there firing parlays <laughs> left and right. Hey, it's your money. What the hell? But when you have the backing of these these big mega donors, they have unlimited funds. Yep. So they're going to keep this going because why not? They can. You know what I mean? If if the goal is to fracture the Republican Party. I don't know if that's the goal, but it seems to be. But eventually, the, don't the money men eventually say, hey, I've yeah. I've taken enough of a hit, right? Like, okay, I, I mean, I have a lot of money, but I like having a lot of money, and I don't want to keep losing it on a losing yeah, venture but, here. Yeah, right? but you have to, for a lot of these mega donors, they're billionaires. So $150 million or whatever, the DeSantis oh, yeah. campaigns, like, that's nothing. Yeah, it's Trump changed them. Yeah. So I, I, I do think that she can... I wouldn't be surprised if she was she was on you know if uh, if if she was still in come Pennsylvania honestly okay um, I've got the schedule right here on April second Connecticut Delaware New York Rhode Island and Wisconsin hold their primaries followed by Pennsylvania which will take place on April twenty third February March that's just under ninety days from now 
Do we really envision, and I'm saying, you know, everybody in general listening to this show, that Nikki will last another three months? One month from today is South Carolina. Six weeks from today is Super Tuesday. I think she could stay in through South Carolina only because it's an ego thing. I don't know that she wants to drop out before her own state. Despite all the te- the, 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 the stories, the, the, the anecdotes that are out there that says she's not going to win South Carolina. You know, former um, Governor Mike Huckabee was on, and I thought he... He was one of the pundits on Fox who was speaking out. I love him. He he said that he said that it's tough to get out of of a race. It's it's tough to admit that to yourself that it's over because you have so much momentum. And he described that having been there. Right, he's done that. So I loved that kind of description and that insight from somebody who just said, you know, if you think it's tough to get in, it's much tougher to make that, to pull that trigger, to make that final decision. And and it, it, there's so much that goes into it, and it's personal, but it's very difficult to say, you know what, it's it's time. And that's why he was admiring, you know, Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about this. Ron DeSantis has a job. Yep. He's Florida governor, and that weighed into it heavily, no doubt. Mm-hmm. For Nikki Haley, you know, she's not going back to a job. This right. is it, and I'm sure that all of that goes into it. Mm-hmm. But at some point do you really want to do you really want in your own state your your where you grew up That's to thing. be rejected. It's well, it's a can't it's a can't win situation. Either she plays out the string and loses and has egg on her face that she lost the home state or she quits before and look, suspends the campaign and then it's like, "Oh man, I never made it to my home look, state." Look, South Carolina is a month away in politics. I mean, just think of how the news on this, you know, for this show changes on a daily basis. So a month in politics is a lifetime. Sure. A lot can change. Will it? Probably not. But I, you know, does she get blown out in her home state? Is that how yeah. she's going to go out? I don't know. And by the way, on you know, on CNN, that whatever, Farah, whatever that woman, uh, you know, who who's a never Trumper who worked for Trump. And she was like, well, if he gets convicted... <laughs> You know, by the way, honey, it's a civil proceeding in Manhattan right now. But if he gets convicted, Nikki will be right there to take his spot. So that's, you know, that's what they're claiming. Mm -hmm. The truth is they've all, quote unquote, suspended their campaign. So if anything happened, if if somebody, God forbid, had a heart attack, whatever became physically debilitated, same with Joe Biden, that's why they say the wording, I'm suspending. So technically they can jump back in in the uneventful, you know, the unbelievable happens. Yeah. And you can get right back into it. Yeah. And as far as these proceedings, whatever. I mean, it's going to, I really don't see any of these proceedings um, prohibiting Trump from moving forward. I think he's the guy next summer in Milwaukee. He's on the platform. He's the candidate. And and that's it. This this well, moves on. Well, as everybody said, you know, the the, the big case will be the um, you know, the Georgia case and, and the whole Fonnie Willis thing. Yeah. Is that that's going to delay this case. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that that is delaying this case. So, I you know, I don't see I don't know what's going to happen before uh people start vote I mean like for yeah. a general election. Well, well it's, gonna, it's gonna be I mean you know Fannie Willis in Georgia or January sixth. None of this is gonna go off yeah. as scheduled. So he's gonna end up being in the race in the fall. And then if any of these 
um, cases end up in a conviction and Donald Trump ends up winning the election, he's going to pardon himself. So that's why they're trying to rush through and get this. They want a conviction before he can win the election because then he doesn't have that pardon power. He can't pardon himself in the Georgia case. Well, not in the Georgia case, the federal ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Georgia, like you pointed out, hot mess. And J6, I mean, we see more delays coming down the tube with that one yeah. after we just recently discovered, oh my goodness, they, they deleted half the information. There was it 100 emails? That's a serious crime in any court, but especially to a federal court, mm-hmm. that you, de- you deleted potential evidence right why would the destroyed house evidence before the republicans take over delete that that it's like they almost don't even care it's such an arrogant move it's like hey let's let's make sure we throw all these things in the fireplace before the republicans take control that's like, a threat to democracy uh, that, you want yeah. to talk about somebody it's a threat to justice uh, yeah it's a threat to everything we're all about mm-hmm. and i don't care what's on there i, I just want to know yeah i just ultimately I want everything open. I want us to, to. I want this all aired out so that we don't have to deal with it anymore. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. If you would like to jump in from a calendar standpoint, you will have Nevada coming up in early February. South Carolina at the end of February on the twenty fourth. Michigan will be three days after, uh, and then you've got Missouri and Idaho on March second. Super Tuesday on the fifth which will include, uh, I believe, 16 states in total, and then a big chunk of states get going again in early April, uh, and then Pennsylvania on April 23rd. But the margin has been the same. If you look at it, you go back to Iowa here. I've got the caucus results from from Iowa. Trump had 56,260 votes to Nikki Haley's 21,085 it's about a 35,000 vote difference. Keep in mind, DeSantis had 23,000, and he technically came in second place, even though Nikki tried to say um, you know, it was a two-horse race. She came in third. Ultimately, she was proven right because Ron obviously dropped out. But the margin with DeSantis out stayed about the same. Donald Trump had 163,396 votes. Nikki Haley, 129,104. That's about the same total vote margin from Iowa with three people to New Hampshire with two. So, And again, I think my biggest takeaway is the way the system is set up in New Hampshire and CNN putting up the graphic last night that showed how many independents, how many unregistered. That was a very friendly dynamic for Nikki Haley that she didn't capitalize on. It felt like there's a lot of things stacked against Trump, and I thought if she could have lost by five percentage points scooped up maybe, you know, 10 delegates as opposed to eight, it would be a more positive takeaway for Nikki. But I think when you look at everything in total with all the context, it was a very good night for Donald Trump. If you want to jump in, 855-839-1210. We'll come back, put a bow on the 6 o'clock hour, and then we've got some very interesting stories in the 7 o'clock hour uh, in the world of finance when it comes to the future of a no-cash society in America. And all you remote workers, you might have to deal with double taxation. We'll get to that as we continue. Gale and Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. You know, one of the reasons that I think we, we don't want to work re- remote, we love coming into work in our Piazza Hondas. Both Nick and I um, love Piazza, think the world of the Piazza family, and just want to extend a special congratulations to Piazza. Very excited as we welcome two... New members to their family of dealerships. 
Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Main Line, both located right there on Lancaster Avenue, you're going to receive the very same first-class customer experience you've come to expect from the Piazza family of dealerships and from Piazza Premium Automobiles. So find your new or certified pre-owned Infinity, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW. I'm still a little jealous of Nick. He got to drive that Gracali, that beautiful Maserati. Oh, my goodness. These are some of the most beautiful vehicles on the road, and I, I lust for that point in my life. Not there yet, still in the minivan, but that's okay. So find them at PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Tell Dawn sent you. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Just about an hour away from what's on the cut sheet. Tony Bruno coming up at 8.30 this morning. Dawn will have some news to kick off our Number two, but just to put a bow on the first hour with everything from New Hampshire, uh, I want to give a, a tweet shout out as well as a stat from New Hampshire. I'll start with a tweet real quick. Our buddy Road Warrior makes a really good point. He says, in regards to Nikki Haley dragging this out with campaign dollars and contributions, all of that stuff, and having all the money from backers and donors, he says, this is about bleeding the Trump campaign financially. That is it, which I think is a really valid point. Because it's a financial hack job that Trump is experiencing on multiple levels because he's also got everything going on in the courts with legal fees. Uh, you know, obviously Letitia James going for the Trump empire. Uh, you know, the civil case goes from $270 million to $350 million and all of these expenses that Trump is piling up with high priced attorneys. So you look at it campaign wise and court wise. Trump is uh, being bled with his bank account. But I thought also a very big takeaway quickly last night in New Hampshire. New Hampshire has matched Iowa with voter priorities. The number one issue, according to the New Hampshire Republicans last night, is immigration. I saw the stat come up on the screen on Fox. Um, 41% said immigration was the number one issue slash the border followed by 31% saying the economy slash inflation. That almost mirrors identically Iowa, where it was 41% immigration and 33% economy slash inflation. So, so far through two states, caucus and primary-wise, the border and immigration has become the number one issue for Republican voters. I I mean, obviously, it's a massive issue. I would still say slightly I'd go economy first, but it's it's splitting hairs to me. But right now the voters are saying the border is an absolute mess and the top issue. 855-839-1210. All right, we'll come back and get Hour 2 underway. Dawn's got some news to kick off the 7 o'clock hour as we continue. Hour 2 next on Kale & Company. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.